what is going on everybody welcome into another episode of the varsity breakdown podcast and we're going to be uh kicking things off uh this episode with the game time recruiting and consulting senior bowl held by mr rodney cox and his team we're back uh for another football episode to kind of wrap up uh, this season and kind of starts transitioning things into the baseball and softball. But other than that, brother, welcome back for another episode. Seems like it's been a little while, huh? Yeah, it has been. I, I'm glad to be back at the Guevara compound and to be talking about football. And the thing is, it's more than just Pinal County football. As a matter of fact, it goes even further than Arizona because Mr. Cox was able to get his – hands on some athletes from the east coast from the west coast and i'm talking the pacific northwest and these guys were everything that you would expect like they definitely would check the box so to speak as one of any college coach would understand um but the thing that i liked about them was we got to sit down with them at the dave and busters meet and greet and with a few of them we were able to have some really good conversations. Was there anybody at that Dave and Buster's meet and greet on that Friday night that stood out to you? Well, before we get into that, just know that there was 78 players, 39 for each uh, squad. And like you said, coming from not only the state of Arizona, but seven states across uh the country so pretty impressive there i think coming into a uh, year two um uh, rodney definitely wanted to make things a little bit bigger and one of them was adding a second practice uh to uh this year's event and then also like you said uh we were able to sit down and do a meet and greet with uh not only the players but the there was also honorary captains and uh got to talk to uh the coaches uh a little bit there as well but um as far as a player that kind of stood out to me, I think uh, right away I would have to uh, remember uh, Brick Davis uh, from uh, North Stafford, Virginia. And, you know, the kid is an offensive lineman, uh, about six foot four. But what I liked about him is a little bit of background from his senior season is his team went 0-10 uh, this year. We definitely uh, asked him about you know, what that was like and how he was able to still be a leader and be a captain uh, for his team throughout uh, all those trials. And I think he was one of the most humble kids. You know, he mm -hmm. took it, uh, you know, uh, on the chin as far as uh, having that experience. But what he said uh, afterwards is what really stuck with me. And that is like, you know what, you're going to have your good times, you're going to have your bad times. And, you know, uh, even when the things are going the worst, you still got to be out there and show that you're not giving up. You're trying to get better. You're trying to win. He's like, you know, it wasn't that they didn't want to win. It was just the fact of they didn't uh, weren't able to. But at the same time, uh, he was one who still wanted to be a true leader and never give up on his team. Yeah. And the fact that we were able to get him on the meet and greet show at the exact same time as Trey Jacob a senior out of Skyview High School in Washington. He was another kid that I felt like emanated the... <clears throat> he was another kid that I felt like emanated the, the, the student body you would want on your campus and on your team to be um, 
not only a motivator but a workhorse throughout that entire game the black team relied heavily on Trey to help get them across and one thing is for sure that this game I know we're kind of jumping around a lot but this game felt like it was exciting from beginning to end and and, and that's not a stab at last year's game because last year's game was amazing too but I feel like the action kind of picked up within the last 10 minutes or so of the last quarter when people realized on the field, like, this is our last chance. Like, we mm-hmm. got to play it out. And that's when things kind of picked up. But in, early in this game, we got a, a penalty that kind of had both teams clashing. And I, I felt like that was a good indicator of how that game was going to go. And it came down to the wire. Oh, it definitely did, you know. But uh, before we dive into those details – you know, what was it like overall for your experience at that meet and greet? And would you like to uh, do it again in the future? Oh, it, it was definitely a satisfying experience to say. To start off the whole experience with Rodney and Mr. Stephen King, the manager of Dave and Buster's, it, it was cool to hear how they met and how they had just opened in May. And if it wasn't for Rodney's daughter, Parker, the event might have not even happened at that Dave and Buster's, but with everything lining up the way they did, I felt like we were treated very well there. They were very attentive, and at the end, uh, they were able to get a cool jersey that they can hang up in the stands, or not in the stands, but uh, on the walls of that Dave and Buster. And not only that, I, I felt like it was surreal to be interviewing all of these players and to me, one of the most interesting interviews of the night was one of the honorary captains. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until you said it. I know that she had mentioned it. And you had kind of cracked it during the interview. But when we were speaking with Mrs. Ava Prater, it was completely surprising to hear that that was Matt Prater's daughter that we were interviewing. And for her to have such a great season this year in flag football to get the recognition of joining the rest of the honorary captains, that was a surreal moment to thank her for her time and have her get up and then Rodney come over. And then I just remember like my first words when he came up to me and you, he's like, Hey, are you guys good? And I looked at you both and I was like, that was Matt Prater's daughter. Like it was it was definitely a surreal experience, and it makes you feel like, man, this is this is a great opportunity not only for these student-athletes, but for everyone involved. And I feel like the fact that Rodney was able to have this event grow in such a way and not only add the extra day of practice but and the honorary captains, but they were also able to complete a community service with Feed My Starving Children where the entire teams work together to feed 63 people for an entire year. So that's huge on them. And I know that it was really good to hear the stories of how they were really competitive of trying to make sure that they could feed as many people as they could. And I'm really looking forward to what Rodney and his family are going to do next season for the Senior Bowl. Oh, without a doubt. I think one of the coolest parts was, um, you know, we were trying to at least do an hour show. I think it uh, spanned out to almost two and a half hours of us being live the whole time. And and the reason why was after a while, you know, um, at first 
it was a little bit tough to get people to uh, be comfortable enough to want to sit down with us, you know. But as I think they started seeing their teammates and seeing the other players and honorary captains uh, slowly come up and do that. Next thing you know, we turn around and we have like a line of players just waiting to be interviewed because they had asked Rodney, hey, is it okay if we go get interviewed? And, you know, like uh, I'm sure Rodney would never tell him no because uh, that what we had told him was like, you know what, we'll shoot for an hour. If it goes over, so be it. We just want to be able to get as many uh, of these players in front of the camera. And like you uh, had said uh, that day, uh, to give them a little bit of a live um, some live action of doing an interview and, you know, trying to be uh, as professional as possible, but at the same time, uh, not lose your character. And I think we had uh, players of all different types of characters, some real laid back, some loved uh, to be on the mic, while others were a little bit passive. And But I think uh, having uh, multiple uh, players on at one time, definitely balanced out the conversations throughout all of that. And, you know, I, I can't think of, uh, Rodney enough and his team for allowing us to be a part of that because it was definitely a moment I won't ever forget when it comes to uh, this senior bowl but I think as we uh, transition into the actual football game I can definitely say that this is definitely going to be something that continues to grow and gets bigger and I think uh, the more you see it you might even see more players uh, than the 78 that they had this year. But let's dive into uh, the actual game where, like last year, you had uh, Epic Sports Network uh, broadcasting the game uh, for this Senior Bowl. But uh, it was a little bit uh, different this year uh, for us. Uh, Last year, we were kind of just trying to help out, get pictures and whatnot. But you were able to uh, have a photographer uh, come down from Santan Foothills and uh, be able to take uh, photos for us. And he did an amazing job, and we know we're going to give him a shout-out here in a second. But for us, it was running a sideline cam for the first time. What were your thoughts on that, and uh, how how did you enjoy that? I know it's not your first rodeo, but it was for me uh, when it comes to broadcasting live. It was a little nerve-wracking, I'll be honest with you. That whole entire day, I was kind of feeling a little nervous, had those butterflies. And then when we got to the field and I got to see what we're working with. And not only that, I got to observe the many differences that came with the name change of the Arizona Athletic Complex or Compounds. Is that what it's called now? I think so. Okay. And um, when I was able to get up to the press box and meet James and Ed of the Epic Sports Network, the enthusiasm that they showed and happiness that that we were willing to be there and just give a hand with the broadcast. And and the only intention was to elevate the game and give the viewer back at home in Washington or Virginia, Colorado, or any of these other states that these players have came from a bit of that action because it was available for free. Yeah, it was on uh, streaming live on uh, uh, X and uh, YouTube, I believe. Yeah, and they were very grateful for having us, and and I can't wait to collaborate with them again because it was definitely a a great experience, and I feel like for our first event working together, it definitely got a lot of good eyes, and and the thing that I loved that we were able to bounce ideas off each other, mm-hmm. and. 
the the best thing about it was it wasn't like we were sharing information with competition or anything we were just passing on ideas of hey you know we do things like this and then oh you do that we've never even thought of that and Mm -hmm. i think that comfortability of being able to share ideas and work together like that ultimately had that experience come out really well because there were plenty of times when I was like, hey, you want me to grab the camera? And you're like, nah, I'm good. And, and, <laughs> and you were having such a great time capturing the action. And and it, it was a really good game from start to finish. I couldn't imagine that it would have gotten better than last season. But them having everything the way it was set up, having the kickoff use XFL rules, mm-hmm. I feel like that played a big part in a lot of these student athletes not getting hurt out there. Mm-hmm. And it made for a lot of big gains when you think about it. And I, I I was fully expecting this game to be a little bit one-sided. Even though I had picked the white team to win, I wasn't quite sure where the white team was because that whole entire game, the black team was just on a different level when it came to attitude. Mm-hmm. And it turns out the white team were just some silent killers that whole night <laughs> because they were able to go tit for tat with the black team and and beat them by two points. And I feel that it was satisfying for Coach Cooper to get that win back because last season, Coach Rodney and Coach Grindy had ended up coming out victorious. And next year, we're looking for the rubber match. It's going to be the best out of three. (laughs) So I can't wait for the next game. I know that I've been repetitive about that, but... Rodney's done just such a really good job of organizing these events and getting coaches out there. And that's another thing is going out there and and seeing all of these coaches. Was there anybody that was there that that surprised you maybe or that was a a really good conversation to have out there? Um, I think uh, for the first time, it was actually uh, like Javier Morales, uh, who uh, covers uh, sports out here in Tucson uh, with All Sports uh, Tucson. Uh, just to getting to chit-chat with him a little bit more and, you know, uh, being able to finally put uh, a face to the name and um, just talking about, you know, our experiences out here uh, for a year or two. And always, uh, you know, speaking with Coach Wally is a, a great conversation. I think he was bringing up uh, when he was out at a push ridge when we were broadcasting the game against uh, Catalina Foothills when yeah. we saw uh, the SpaceX rocket just take off uh, right as the sun was setting, you, you know. But I think the biggest thing is that now um, getting being that – the coaches, uh, you know, some of the uh, whether it's college coaches or some of the uh, coaches that are helping uh, coach these teams is like now that they're uh, in year two, uh, we're starting to be able to get to know each other uh, a little bit more uh, where probably during the regular season, we don't have many of those opportunities, depending if we cross paths or not. So I think being able to be back for year two has allowed us to get to know uh, some of these coaches uh, across uh, the state of Arizona, as well as some of the uh, college recruits that come down and uh, check out these players. But uh, like you said, overall, I think the game uh, was very, very great. Um, I, I spoke to Rodney. I think I'd let him know that I feel that the competition, maybe with the extra practice, 
the chemistry was there a lot more than it was last year. And I think that that's why you had such competitive football. And at the same time, a little bit more scores. Cause I think last year there was a total of maybe three touchdowns if I'm not mistaken. And so here in the first half, uh, you had the white team jump out to a uh, 21 to seven lead. And, you know, which was very surprising or maybe a 21 to nine, I think I have time. So, uh, which was uh, surprising to both of us. Um, but then uh, on top of it, not only do you have players from all over the state and, you know, a couple uh, from out of state, you also had some kids playing their first 11-on-11 uh, football probably since maybe Pop Warner or junior high school. And uh, there was actually uh, one kid for the black squad who was uh, – who was uh, playing uh, quarterback, and, and that was uh, Zedekiah White out of El Capitan High School. And if you don't know where that's at, that's up on the border of Utah. I think it's like Colorado City or something like that. Uh, but it sits right on the border of Utah up there. So uh, him and his brother came down, and unfortunately uh, one of the quarterbacks for the black squad, uh, Gabriel Smith out of Walden Grove, uh, had a little uh, minor knee injury um, and so he had to sit out, which gave uh, uh, Zedekiah a lot more opportunities. But overall, what were your thoughts on his performance uh, being that the first time he's probably seen uh, 11 on 11 action in maybe four years? I feel like Zedekiah proved to be a really worthy competitor out there. He was really good under center. I feel like he had the black squad in a good position throughout the entire game to possibly win it. And I felt he did good for for maybe his first showing of 11-on-11, 11 11, but he wasn't the only one. And when you think about the players in Arizona, like we had some Hayden Lobos out there that were also competing yep. in 11-man football for the first time this season. It, it goes a long way. And, of course, I'm talking about Mr. Keiston Poole, and that's Agent K., for the people <laughs> watching at home. And it was cool to to see these kids not only step their game up but and go that extra mile and get their name out there by just performing. And I feel like there were a lot of student-athletes that performed very well throughout this game. And the fact that the ones that were from the eight-man teams did so well speaks volumes of their ability. Yeah, and uh, uh, Keiston uh, from Hayden, remember, they won the 1A state championship mm -hmm. this year, so he has a little bit of uh, championship experience under his belt. But what was so cool, I think, you know, uh, kind of backtracking a little bit to uh, the media day, was uh, Keiston definitely um, made a presence there, but we also interviewed a Chandler Wolf. Uh, number 44, Jeremiah Young, uh, who uh, we interviewed uh, with Keiston. You uh, labeled him Agent J and yes, Agent sir. K, uh, the men in black over there. Uh, so um, sitting down and getting to know two players, one from a, a school not only well-known here in the state of Arizona, but across the nation uh, in uh, 6A football. And then you have a 1A uh, football but state champion in uh, Keystone Pool, and so to hear their uh, stories and how they uh, play the game, it was almost similar, but like I said, the level of competition and where they ended up uh, coming from 
was completely different. Most definitely, but the competitive spirit within both of those student athletes was definitely easy to be seen. And, and the showing from both of them didn't disappoint. I feel like there was a lot of opportunities for Keeson to get his name called. And you said it yourself, Jeremiah was all over that field defensively throughout that entire game. So, And I think he took home the defensive player uh, award at the end of the game. Story tracks. Yep. But, you know, we've been talking a little bit about overall the experience there, the players uh, from across Arizona and uh, the seven states that came down. But there was also a big representation uh, from the Pinal County community uh, in the schools that we cover. A total of 13 players, uh, five coming from ALA Ironwood, uh, four coming from Coolidge, uh, two from uh, Casa Grande, and then one uh, from Santa Cruz. What? Who were the players out there that were uh, representing both the white and black teams? Well, let's go over the white team really quick. The white team had all four of the Coolidge Bears. I'm talking Salim Sesma, Eric Aguayo, Wanye Brookshire, and D'Angelo Miles. They also had Brendan Mass of ALA Ironwood, Devin Hernandez, who, by the way, was a great interview with him and his mom Absolutely. on the uh, meet and greet. I, I know we kind of skipped over that, but I can't forget the just the raw emotion of just sitting next to them and bringing up true heartfelt questions and them getting choked up, us getting choked up. And, and it, was, it, it was great to have that experience. And I know exactly why Chris did his whole Mama's Boy show because – I'm pretty sure he had that same effect, and it was that same type of interaction. Um, but getting back to the players, the white team also had Carlos Canton and Nathan Hale of ALA Ironwood. Now let's talk about the black squad. The black squad had James Kelly and Derek Scott of the Casa Grande Cougars, Juju Alvarado of the Santa Cruz Dust Devils, Carson Carrasco of the ALA Ironwood Warriors, and, of course, A.J. Villasenor of ALA Ironwood as well. With those Pinal County players being named, I want to congratulate them on their efforts. They, I, I wish that we were able to have them all here to discuss their time there. Maybe within this episode getting put out, they'll be able to hit us up and give us a time of when that could actually be plausible. But... So with all the aforementioned Pinal County players, were there any players that were a big surprise to you in that game? Um, Actually, I would say there was two of them that really surprised me as far as their performances. And I'm going to say uh, the two offense alignment that started, Eric Awile and um, Juju Alvarado, being that they're just a little bit undersized in what – quote-unquote, meets the box uh, when it comes to what recruiters are looking for when they come out here. You know, uh, being that uh, Eric's uh, only about 5'11 and Juju at six foot, I was very interested to see how they were going to uh, – how they were going to be able to compete with uh, uh, some defense alignment that were a little bit bigger, you know, and I think that they held themselves very well. Uh, you know, uh, Juju side of the ball, they were really run heavy. And so um, he uh, started at center uh, for the black squad. And, you know, they were able to um, open up lanes uh, for their running backs. And then to see uh, Eric be able to 
hold his ground, especially on a lot of the passing plays. You know, uh, he was a big reason where some of the holes opened up early on for the white squad, but at the same time uh, was able to keep the quarterback upright whenever he uh, dropped back to throw the ball. What about yourself? Any surprises there for you? There were a few surprises, and I know we had talked about this after the game uh, with Mr. Brian Gay, and you guys had both called me crazy for choosing the white team, but after everything was all said and done, I looked like a genius. Um, one player in particular that, that shined in my eyes was Mr. Salim Sesma. He had put on a showing out there. I know that just off of my personal experience that he was getting a lot of these college coaches to circle his name by his presence on the field, his awareness. There were a couple of times where he was maybe out of place, but it didn't stop him from giving his all in the game. And I feel like that showed to a lot of the coaches out there. Not only that, his ability to find the tackles and always be the guy with his name called for the a lot of those tackles. It, Especially it was early on. Very early on. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he got the first tackle of the game. So that was very huge for number 27. And if I had to pick a player on the black squad, I would say it would be Mr. Derek Scott. The ability he had to make his coverages and stay on his receivers, he did very well. And he didn't have... A very easy job. He had a very tall task in guarding Damian Jenkins, a 6'5 senior from Centennial High School, and he held his own against Mr. Jenkins. And not only that, there were plenty of other teammates of Damian out there that were giving Mr. Scott grief, like DJ Jamin of the Basha Bears. Uh, I got to see a little bit of him when I went out to Basha to see them uh, in their playoff run when I was out there to go see Mr. Michael Villa. And his abilities were definitely noteworthy on the field. Mm-hmm. And I I think you had mentioned it when we were talking after the game that the fact that a lot of these players came in so humble that nobody came in with a big head of, oh, I come from this program. You don't know about me. Like, I've had championships. And, and a lot of them had that mentality like Devin where – yeah, I won the state championship, but that was two years ago. Well, mm-hmm. This is right now. I'm, I'm worried about winning this game. Yeah. A lot of them had that mentality, and it was so great to see that a lot of the, a lot of these great players were also great teammates. Oh, no, without a doubt. And you could definitely see the camaraderie uh, not only at the meet and greet, but on the field as well. I mean, from the start of it, both sides were uh, chirping, uh, you know, to the uh, opposition across the way. And then on the very first play, uh, you had a little bit of a scuffle going on uh, to kind of and and all that does is it just sets the tone on what type of game this is going to be. And like uh, like I've told uh, uh, you uh and like I told you uh, after the game, this game to me was so competitive compared to year one. And I think that, like you said, uh, these players had a lot more um, that they wanted to play for, a mark that they wanted to leave. And I think just being humble enough to know why you're there and having the opportunity to be there, they were going to leave it out on, uh, out on the field. But before we dive into uh, some of the players' who stood out to us outside of it. 
if you could pick one player from the black squad and one player from the white squad that you can say was your player of the game, who would those two players be? I would say the Pinal County MVP for the white team mm, would probably have to be Salim Sesma. And then on the black team, mm, I feel like this kid put in a lot of hard work and he showed a tremendous amount of heart out there. Like you said, he, he, he is what you would say they're a little bit undersized, but it didn't stop him from holding it down in the trenches. I would say Mr. Juju Alvarado. Okay. And the two players that I would uh, say would be mine uh, from the black squad, I definitely have to go with uh, Derek Scott. The What, what I saw uh, from his position uh, at cornerback and to be able to pick off a pass, especially right there in the red zone, I believe it was in the end zone actually, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to uh, save points uh, uh, for his team, I think definitely sp- – uh, spoke volumes to me and why uh, coaches wanted to talk with him out uh, after the game in order to probably see what his future endeavors are. And maybe even I think he did get offered by uh, the Papago Pumas uh, coach uh, after the game, Mm -hmm. as well as uh, James Kelly. Uh, from the white squad, I mean, this guy was uh, setting the tone on the defensive line uh, from the get go of caused a forced fumble. And I think he recovered his own forced fumble, and that was uh, number 33, Brendan Mass, out of ALA Ironwood. Uh, definitely uh, a kid who showed a lot of heart. Six foot, 225, you know, for a defense alignment. Not the biggest kid out there, but was definitely setting the tone, especially uh, for runs uh, up the middle uh, towards him. So uh, those two kids, I, I know it was on the defensive side, but those two players definitely uh, were ones that I didn't forget whenever uh, – Everything was all said and done at the end of the night. But now let's go to some of the players outside of Pinal County. Uh, Was there anybody that you said, you know what, this kid is probably going to have a college, if not tonight, here in the future, reach out to him and probably offer him because of what he did uh, on Friday night? I think it would be a kid from the 2A. It would be number 13 from the white squad, Mr. Malachi Keller of the Tombstone Yellow Jackets, throughout his interview at the Dave & Buster's meet and greet and and the time that we were able to interact with him on the sidelines, he was all smiles. He was very grateful to be there, especially after a big play. Like he was was enthusiastic, and and it wasn't hard for him to share that enthusiasm with with his teammates. And I I think that he was definitely somebody – that I know got a few calls and a lot of good looks because he had did a really good job out there. What about you? Uh, probably for me, um, on the white squad, it would definitely have to be uh, number 26, Diego Morales out of ALA Queen Creek. Um, I thought he uh, definitely had a great night uh, running the ball, uh, picked up some big plays along the way. Uh, but from the black squad, I'm going to go – uh, with a uh, not only out of the county but out of the state as well, and I'm going to go with another running back. Uh, you spoke about him earlier, uh, number 22, Trey Jacob, out of Skyview from Vancouver, Washington. I think his story kind of said it best. Is he was you know looking for an opportunity, had been uh, known as an underdog his whole entire life, and he just wanted one shot to show 
uh, what he can do. And I think he definitely showed it uh, for the black squad was a big reason that they stayed in the game uh, for all four quarters. So those would be uh, probably my two biggest players um, that kind of stood out to me throughout the, uh, the course of the night. But I think overall there's something that's brewing here uh, in Arizona with Game Time Recruiting and Consulting and Mr. Rodney Cox. And I think that this is something that may be a staple here in the state of Arizona where here in the future, kids are not going to look to go to other college all-star games. They're going to look to contact Mr. Rodney Cox and see what it takes to uh, be a part of this experience because, like I said, from year one to year two, a big jump, adding another practice uh, to uh, this uh, three-day uh, event, but also the meet and greets, uh, you know, the swag bags, the uh, pit viper glasses. There's so much that he's offering for such a reasonable price. And, you know, if you think about it, you know, those uh, parents that are listening, uh, you know, even uh, the student athletes. If you, I know there's bigger events out there, not only across the state, or maybe across the nation. Of course, you know, you got the, uh, was it the blue and gray game down in uh, Dallas, Texas, and those things. But think about that. You have to pay for a flight to go out there. You have to pay for the event alone, which is in the thousands, you know, a couple thousand dollars just to play in the event. That doesn't include the room and board or anything like that. And by the end of it, how much of you, you have paid just to go uh, to that event when this you could be a part of something that is going to com- probably continue to grow in the state of Arizona as long as Mr. Rodney Cox and his team are putting it together. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense to go anywhere else. Rodney is providing not only a quality product, but a memorable event. And that's one thing that I loved about the entire event was after it was all said and done, he got both teams together and he said, hey, you know, the game is done, but, it, you know, this isn't over. This is about making memories. You know, get together, swap numbers, swap. He's like uh, social medias, whatever you guys need to do. He's like stay connected, you know, continue to stay hungry. And and, and he just told him that, that the game time doesn't end. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that we were able to be there for the second year because as we've known or we've experienced throughout this entire experience is – some of these these connections you make, they don't kind of stick. Some of them, they're there one minute and then, you know, things happen. But I'm, I'm forever grateful for meeting Rodney, for him allowing us to come and, and do this event, not only at the Dave & Buster's, but to be there at the Senior Bowl. Like, he also, you mentioned it earlier, and I know this person has probably been waiting for this the entire time. Mm-hmm. But he had also granted a young photographer the ability to go there and take photos. And being honest, Rodney already had a photographer there, a very talented photographer, I might add. And just out of respect, I had asked him, would it be okay if we brought one of our own so that way he could get a little bit of experience under his belt be there for a big experience and hopefully this kid will be there in two years when he's a senior and he'll have that story to be like man I had such a great time just shooting photos I couldn't imagine what it would be like putting my pads on and my helmet and being on that sideline and Rodney was quick to oblige he's like yeah you know just give me a quick second to check and I'll and I'll be with you within minutes I got a message saying it's all good Mm -hmm. and 
the enthusiasm I got from Mr. Christian Swatzel. Shout out to him. Yes, sir. From Santan Foothills High School. He was able to come through, take some photos, and was really quick with the turnaround. The very next day, had hit us up and was like, hey, what's a good email that I could send it to? Sent it to us. We we got the photos. They were tremendous. Absolutely. And, and I can't wait to play with the graphics and make the sticker for this this episode. Mm-hmm. And a, we owe him a lot of thanks for being able to capture those memories for us because there's so many things from that game that I'll never forget that he was able to get photos of. The the DJ, you know, you know, <laughs> wilding out on the sidelines. I'll never forget when Zedekiah got into the end zone and he started hitting the gritty with the ball in his hand. like, And then the fact that Christian was able to snap that photo, and I have a photo of him with, you know, putting putting his finger over his eye and it's to his side. I, the fact that he went above and beyond of what we had asked him to do is amazing. And, and he had been so respectful and mature throughout this entire process, and he, he was – just quick to say, hey, if you have any other event or anything like that, you know, please don't hesitate to ask. And and me and you had talked about this before. We've been looking for individuals to not not carry the torch, so to speak, but to help us in in shining this light and carrying this fire because mm-hmm. it's tough when we have these ambitions of every year getting bigger and better and then it's not going to stop us from getting bigger and better don't 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 take that you know for what it is for what it is but we we are going to get bigger we intend on adding more schools next year we know the challenge that that brings but we understand that there's a balance to it you know that there is plenty of untapped potential here in the Tucson area much like Rodney mm-hmm. and with guys like Diego and guys like Javier and Chris Kidney, those guys are able to spread the good word of these student athletes here down south to Rodney. And then Rodney's able to scoop them up and then put them in his showcase. And then they ball out. Armani Sheriff or Sharif of South Point did a great job out there. And a lot of good photos of him, by the way, I might mm-hmm. add. So. This was everything that I think Rodney could have wanted. I hope that he felt like this was a successful event because everything in my eyes showed that this was a complete success. Mm -hmm. Everybody, I feel, went home happy. Even the black team that came up with the loss, there wasn't a disappointed or a too disappointed face, I should say, because there were a lot of kids that were upset that they, they ended up losing. Because <laughs> they were really fighting for that comeback at the end of the game. But in the end, it just made for such a great game. Instead of having a time frame of from this point to this point, it was really competitive. You had said it earlier, from start to finish, a very competitive game. And I'm just sad that it's over and I'm not able to <laughs> – to relive it past the live broadcast that Epic Sports Network now has on YouTube. Yep. No, I think you said it uh, best, bro. Like, you know, there's nothing that can really compare to that experience. And if you just want a little recap as to what we're talking about, go check it out 
on uh, Epic Sports Network's uh, YouTube page. You can also um, you can also uh, find uh, the meet and greet on the Varsity Breakdown uh, Facebook page. Uh, we're in the works of kind of condensing, uh, condensing uh, the film and uh, putting it on our YouTube channel as well. But I think at the end of the day, when you look at what was going on that night, you know, the interaction with the fans, some, uh, you know, uh, some being a little bit mouthier because of calls. It, it felt like a natural environment there. Mm-hmm. And then you always uh, speak um, and you have spoken on, you know, people wanting to possibly play there next year. I know that. Uh, there was a couple of players, uh, some from game time um, that are underclassmen that were there and said, you know what, I can't wait to be out there next year. When the seven on seven event that was taking place over on uh, the soccer fields right across from uh, the football field. There were teams that were coming over there and watching this game and getting just as excited for what was going on. Even some of them like oohs and ahs on, you know, the playing, uh, you know, some of the calls uh, from the referees. And and I think that that's and that goes to show you what kind of product uh, Rodney Cox and Game Time have uh, going forward is that when uh, whenever the lights are on uh, this event, Many people are going to stop and uh, try to take a look at what kind of product they're putting out there. And I think going forward, uh, it's definitely going to be something that's here to stay, you know. But uh, we just want to send another big thank you and shout out to uh, Epic Sports Network. Uh, you know, to, uh, Christian, uh, for taking your uh, photos, uh, they came out so great. But also, you know, uh, Chris Kidney, Rodney Cox, and all of the staff and sponsors that were able to help uh, put this event together. And, you know, not only were they selling merch, uh, they were raffling things off. And I know going into year three, it's just going to get bigger and better and the lights are going to get brighter. But I think, uh, you know, with that being said, we could kind of leave uh, – year two of uh, the game time senior bowl right there. And, you know, uh, just a big thank you again to Mr. Rodney Cox uh, for allowing us the opportunity to not only be at the meet and greet, be at the game, but to sit here and talk about this event, because every year that we're able to be a part of it, we're going to leave a special episode here on the varsity breakdown podcast to be able to talk about this game and the amazing players that come out and get to play this game that they all love. And maybe, maybe, maybe putting this out there, maybe we can get Mr. Rodney Cox in the VB studio to discuss his emotions throughout the game because putting on an event of that proportion has definitely got to take a toll on you mentally and physically. We were able to see him at the Dave and Buster's just, you know, out of breath so many times because... It just went from practice. <laughs> from practice to to the Dave and Busters, from parents to answering questions to to helping the wait staff uh, organize everything to helping us get situated with with all of our studio equipment. He does a really good job, and everybody who trusts him with their recruiting is definitely in good hands. I know that if Emiliano or JC were to be getting into – Sports, like I told you, JC is getting the the love of flag football right now, and I'm hoping mm-hmm. that uh, ALA Anthem South is able to get that in their sports sometime soon. 
or maybe uh, we will be discussing a transfer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just well, I think that's right a now. big thing going on right now is that transfer portal. You know, uh, whether you like it or love it, it's, some, it's here to stay probably for uh, the foreseeable future. But either way it goes, brother, I appreciate you uh, coming on down here uh, and being able to sit down with me uh for another episode of uh, the Game Time Senior Bowl. It was a pleasure to uh, be able to experience that with you and to uh, see what we want to bring next year when it comes to uh, football in Pinal County and wherever wherever our uh, legs allow us to go because I know coming into what is it be year four for us? Yeah, year four. You know, uh, it's definitely going to be – uh, some big things for us as far as uh, possibly even putting together our own personal broadcast team that wants to travel around with us. So stay uh, tuned for uh, uh, some of those uh, questions and answers. If you have any interest in sports media or broadcasting or podcasting, whatever it may be, just reach out to us and we're more than willing to help. If you're one of those dedicated uh, football uh, lovers and want to be a part of a, a broadcast team, we're definitely taking applications or volunteer work, whatever you want to call it. But other than that, bro, it's been a pleasure to cover another year of football with you, and I'm looking forward to the future. And speaking on that, are you ready for baseball and softball? I'm ready for baseball and softball. I'm still keeping up with basketball. I know that Yeah, I am it, too. It, it's, it's a little bleak when you look at the records and those numbers, but – there's still plenty of good basketball to be played out there. I think probably some of the most entertaining teams right now that I could think of right off the bat would be the ALA Ironwood Warriors, basketball? the College Bears, boys? yeah, boys okay. basketball. And then if we talk about girls, you got to look at Post and Butte, of course. And then Florence girls are good always. And then, of course, we can't forget our dog, Mr. Aaron Monteverdi. And the Coolidge Lady Bears, they're also doing their thing this year. And shout out to him, man. Top five in 3A right now, I believe, in the rankings. So I know his goal uh, this year was to have a first-round bye. So he's very uh, close to uh, being able to accomplish that feat. But, yeah, for sure, some some good uh, basketball going on. Um, very proud. And I know Mr. Jackson is proud of him, too. Oh, no, without a doubt, without a doubt. Uh, we are here, too, at the Varsity Breakdown. And, you know, uh, going forward uh, here in the next coming weeks, I believe here at the end of the month, actually, we're going to start uh, diving in, taking a look at some baseball and uh, softball rosters. Uh, who's going to probably be that breakout team this year? You know, we have the Coolidge Bears uh, baseball team uh, kind of breakout last year. I'm interested to see who's going to take that next step into uh, chasing a state championship, whether it's baseball or softball. But other than that, bro, I don't have much else to say or announce. If you got anything, go ahead and shout it out. Uh, one thing, I, it is a shout-out. I want to shout-out our guy, Mr. Zach Melendez. I know that he's out at NAU. He's doing his thing and, and furthering his education there. But one thing I got to give him a shout-out for is – I love the coverage and photography of the Santan Foothills basketball teams. And when I mean coverage, I don't mean just being out there sitting out with his camera and just posting these photos. He's giving an in-depth description of what happened throughout the game and giving the final score, even though sometimes he may forget the final score. (laughs) It's just a matter of him being able to spread that word and report it for the deserving people of Santan Valley because – 
you and I both know that the people of that community are very thankful for any bit of information that gets out there beyond Max Preps, beyond the AIA uh, website. So again, shout out to Zach Melendez. Shout out to every photographer and videographer that we've been able to meet and work with these past three years. I, I, I really have a special place in my heart for these student athletes that go out there and do it because I feel like it's not a, it's not too far off to think that maybe those are the guys that will that will come back around and say, hey, I, I, I want to join or how can I help? And all things willing, brother, maybe when things start rolling like that, we'll be able to get a payroll. We'll be able to get uh, <laughs> these photographers and videographers paid. We'll be able to make this business last that i think that's the the goal in the end is to to provide something that's going to be everlasting that's going to go beyond you and i and the students as it goes i I think that we are definitely on the right track to create this this monster that we want it's just taking you and i to continue to frankenstein our efforts and and our abilities to spread this word and and make sure that not only these students feel like they're getting their shine, but the parents are getting their end out of it by having their kids get opportunities that they wouldn't normally get. No, you said it best, brother. And, you know, we'll leave it right there. Uh, We want to thank y'all for joining us for this special edition of the varsity breakdown for the game time senior bowl. And, Stay tuned uh, for some announcements, uh, you know, going forward. We want to kind of come on a little bit more often, especially uh, through uh, video content. So uh, be on the lookout for that. But other than that, thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you uh, next week. Take it easy.